Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Please have a seat, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we, we taped this show uh, earlier in the day, and I just want to let you know, shortly before I came out here tonight, we learned of the unspeakable shooting in Uvalde, Texas today. And while we can add our prayers for the dead, there is nothing that can ever be said that can approach the immeasurable grief of those families. But while we're at it, let's pray this time our leaders show a modicum of courage in trying to prevent this from ever happening again. But prayers won't end this. Voting might. So when you vote, ask yourself this question. Who, running for office, has publicly stated that they're willing to do anything and everything in their power to protect your children from the criminally insane number of guns in America? And I will tell you... I'll tell you who did something about it. The New Zealanders. And my guest tonight is the New Zealand Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. And I will ask her how they achieved that and what those results have been. And the thing is, this year, your vote is not a theory because we're just a few months away from the midterm elections. And tonight, there are primaries in five states. But the race everyone's watching is the Georgia GOP gubernatorial primary between sitting governor and smile school dropout, Brian Kemp. <laughs> and former senator and emperor pale patine, David Perdue. <laughs> now, why should we even care about these two dinguses, or dingai? Well, here's the thing. This race is actually all about the guy who's not on the ballot because Perdue has been endorsed by former president Otto von Skidmark. <laughs> he's, he's, the reason he's backing Perdue is because he's still mad that Governor Kemp wouldn't steal Georgia's votes for him in 2020. But Kemp's got an ace up his sleeve. The endorsement of former Vice President Mike Pence, seen here wondering what the blue liquid in the women's napkin commercials could possibly be. <laughs> they just... Why, why do the women spill their Powerade so much? <laughs> this is why they can't be in sports. That's right, the former Prez versus the former Veep. It's the Thrilla in Vanilla. The Tang versus the Mayo. It's a knockdown brawl for Georgia that analysts are calling a proxy war. And in this battle, there are very fine people on neither side. <laughs> there hasn't been the Thrilla. There hasn't been a showdown like this between a president and a veep since Walter Mondale came after Jimmy Carter with his diss track, Why Don't You Farm D's Nuts? <laughs> now, Pence... Good well. Pence has joined Kemp on the campaign trail, saying, I was for Brian Kemp before it was cool. 
So, now? Because it's still not cool. But still, this is a huge deal. Pence is opposing his old boss. And some see this split as the seeds of a 2024 Pence presidential run as the increasingly emboldened Pence seeks to reintroduce himself to Republican voters. Yeah, he's trying to change the MAGA message to hang with Mike Pence. <laughs> it looks like... It looks like... Slight change. It looks like... Looks like uh, Pence might win tonight because going into the vote, his guy, Kemp, was up by more than 30 points which means the ex-president's guy, Purdue, is staring down an epic defeat. And that defeat... Yeah. You know. You know that defeat is going to hurt the ex-pres. It's also going to hurt when he finds out this Purdue isn't the one that makes chicken fingers. (laughs) That's... That's... Not the only news out there about the former POTUS. We just learned about another one of his crazy obsessions, thanks to former presidential attorney and clinically depressed basset hound, (laughs) Michael Cohen. In a recent deposition, Cohen revealed that while on the campaign trail, one of his boss's greatest anxieties was getting pied in the face. (laughs) I assume like a banana cream pie, because he clearly was already using a pumpkin meat bronzer. (laughs) Cohen claims... In his deposition... Is it deposition? It's in a deposition. In his deposition, Cohen claims the former president developed the fear after becoming obsessed over the way Bill Gates once got attacked with a pie to the face. Man, Epstein plane was crazy. (laughs) After he saw that, according to Cohen, the former president's fear was constant. It wasn't just one time. It was an ongoing and regular thing. As he would go out to various different open venues, he would never turn around and say, if anyone throws a rock or a bottle, it was always a pie. (laughs) He always brought up that pie thing. (laughs) Evidently, all of the man's fears are from cartoons. (laughs) Explains why his rallies also banned huge mallets, pianos falling from the sky, and giant anvils that say Acme on the side. The former president was so afraid of being pied, he reportedly instructed his security to severely beat up anyone who tried to get him. Of course, he would have fought off any pastry attackers himself if it weren't for his scone spurs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, on the international front, there's a hot new virus sweeping the globe, and I'll tell you all about it in our unfortunately recurring segment. Rise of the planet of the monkeypox. You monkeypox! You blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! Right now. Right now. Sure. Sure. Right now, monkeypox is racing through Europe, hopefully on a little unicycle. (laughs) Here in America, the case count remains pretty low, but there are currently over 200 people being monitored for monkeypox in Massachusetts. They're exhibiting signs of shrieking, reddened faces, and violent behavior, so they could just be Red Sox fans. (laughs) It's tough. 200? Did I read that right? 200? 
It's tough for doctors to be sure if they're looking at the genuine monkey article because the illness could be clinically confused with a sexually transmitted infection like syphilis or herpes. So if you're experiencing any symptoms, please go to your doctor, get tested, and hopefully get the diagnosis every patient wants to hear. Good news! You have syphilis. (laughs) According to... Oh... According to doctors, you can stay safe as long as you avoid close contact with sick people, including those with skin lesions or genital lesions, as well as contact with dead or live wild animals. Great. There goes my new business. Dead or live animal petting zoo. (laughs) Have genital lesions? Get in free. (laughs) Health officials... uh, Health officials are so concerned that the U.S. is in the process of releasing a monkeypox vaccine from our national stockpile. I'm sorry, are you trying to tell me we have a national stockpile of just rando vaccines lying around? That would have been handy at the height of Bieber fever. I I still have the yummy yums. Thankfully, the American public knows what to do in case of a viral outbreak. Make up a bunch of crazy new conspiracies, and there is a doozy courtesy of Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, seen here halfway through transforming into a howler monkey. (laughs) Greene interviewed herself on Facebook and spread this. Bill Gates is very concerned about monkeypox because this is something apparently he can make a lot of money off of and him and his other buddies. Oh, that's right. After years of wasting his time making billions on computer software, he's getting into the real dough. Just look at his new finance director. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's like what Deep Throat always said about Watergate. Follow the monkey. (laughs) And it's not just Americans. One prominent Chinese social media influencer has spread rumors that there's a secret plan by the U.S. to leak bioengineered monkeypox virus. That is insane. Do you really think the U.S. is currently capable of having plans? (laughs) We can't even plan having enough baby formula. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if we milk the monkeys? (laughs) Monkey formula. Oh, there's also news about SpaceX founder and Phantom of the Opera who found the other half of his mask. (laughs) Elon Musk. It recently came to light that Musk was accused of sexual misconduct in 2016 by a flight attendant on one of his private jets. The woman alleged she was giving him a massage when he showed her his erect penis, asked her to perform a sex act, and offered to buy her a horse. (laughs) To which she replied, Nay. (laughs) Also, you. Now, here's the... uh, Musk has denied the allegations, tweeting, astute observers of my plane, and there are many will note that I don't use a flight attendant. Moreover, only fruits and nuts are stocked on the plane. That's the problem, Elon. Put away your nuts. (laughs) So, Musk is clear. This whole thing never happened, which is probably why he paid the flight attendant a $250,000 settlement. Sounds suspicious, but he did clearly write on the check memo line, not hush money. P.S. Let me know about that horse. We got a great show for you tonight. 
Up next, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Late Show Poncho listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. My first guest tonight is a dedicated public servant for the people of New Zealand and a reliable ride from the airport. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. (laughs) Nice to see you again. So nice to see you. When I was down there in New Zealand in 2019, it was only a few months after the the, the terrible gun violence Mm. in Christchurch. And immediately thereafter, the New Zealand Parliament uh, took action to remove uh, guns from the streets. And here in the United States, we have the kind of gun violence we saw today far too often. Mm. And I'm wondering if you have, if you could explain to us how you did it, Mm. why New Zealand was able to do that when we can't Pass so much as universal background checks for people mm. with history of mental illness mm. or violent behavior, even though 91% of Americans approve that, want that, on, on both sides of the aisle. How did you get that done, or how did you New Zealanders get that done? Because I know it was, it was general consensus. Well, I can, I can only speak to our experience in New Zealand, but, you know, when I watch from afar and see events such as those today, I think of them not as a politician, I see them just as a mother, and I'm so sorry for what has happened here. And then I think about what, what happened to us, and all I can reflect is we are, we are a very pragmatic people. When we saw something like that happen, everyone said never again. And so then it was incumbent on us as politicians to respond to that. Now, we have legitimate needs for guns in our country for things like pest control and to protect our biodiversity but you don't need a military-style semi-automatic weapon to do that. And so we got rid of them. And so what are the the results uh, of that? Has there... Does it feel like a less free country to anyone down there? Has there been any sort of backlash for this having happened? So we had a buyback scheme, you know, people had legitimately and legally gone out and purchased these weapons and we'd changed the laws. So in fairness, we said, well, we will buy them back and then we will destroy them. And so that is, that is what we did. Now, we still have work to do. You know, there are still obviously guns that are misused in, in New Zealand. And so I, I won't sit here and, uh, and say that our system is perfect, mm-hmm. um, but, we we saw something that wasn't right and we acted on it. And, and I can only speak to that experience. Yeah. Well, um, what, one of the other things, besides that um, uh, hopeful example, uh, another hopeful example was how New Zealand responded to COVID. And I want to get to that in just a moment, but you yourself just recovered. I, I did. Okay, I think so we actually had simultaneous infections. Really? Because I. I started on April 21st. When, yeah, when was, was your general? Yeah, I, I got COVID for Mother's Day. 
Oh. Yeah, that was okay. um, that was mm -hmm. Clark's gift to me. Oh. So um, <laughs> he had it first. Yeah, he 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 uh, he tested positive on Mother's Day, mm -hmm. um, and I subsequently tested positive. Thanks, um, honey. Yeah, great. There you go. Was, I, I, I don't also, recommend it as a gift, by mm -hmm. the way. I also, your 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 daughter Neve made you a Mother's Day card, a she dictated did. to Clark, right? Yeah, that yes, is a dictated is card. That was this? not her own work. Okay, this is it. It says here, uh, Mum, yay. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I love fishy kisses. I love you like hot lava. Love from Neve. That is absolutely lovely. I don't understand one. What is fishy kisses? <laughs> is that when you kiss someone with a mouthful of sushi? What <laughs> no. is? What um, is that? I is feel that like a... replicating that on uh, on television would uh, would be a career defining moment in a in a bad way. So possibly not dignified and not dignified enough perhaps, for the prime minister. So of New perhaps Zealand. if you could demonstrate, if you purse your lips mm -hmm. and then very quickly make quick kissy. There, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. That's a fishy kiss. Yes. Time for smoochies. I believe we call that. Time for smoochies. And ever since she was a baby, it's made her giggle. So there we go. That's lovely. So um, he, let's talk about what we're here uh, to celebrate, is that New Zealand has opened again to outsiders like us. How, A, when does this start, and how was this decision made in a responsible way? It is, it is started. It's, it can happen uh, now? It can absolutely happen I could leave right now, go to JFK, and fly to Auckland. Immediately, and fly to Auckland, and you would be so welcome. Wow. You, do you need to give me a minute to get back there in order to pick you up? I know that's part of your, your rider. You've ruined me. I can't have anything else. <laughs> But um, right. we are open and, uh, you know, welcoming guests to New Zealand is so much a part of who we are. You know, mm. hospitality is part of our identity. We call it manakitanga. So please, um, come back and make us whole again. You'd be so welcome. Well, I, I would, I, I tell this people before, absolutely should go. You know, the way you all responded uh, to COVID, as I said, was, was inspirational to those of us, you know, watching from the outside. 95% um, of Kiwis yeah. are vaccinated now. Yep, of our eligible adult population. Well done, Thank well you. done. And, well, while every, while every uh, life lost mm. is, is a tragedy, mm. um, a thousand uh, New Zealanders died in a population of five million. Yeah. That would be like the United States losing 65,000 people instead of a million people. Mm. And I'm curious, um, what actually led to that mindset? Why, why do you think you had success in that regard? New Zealand has, has had several advantages when it came to the pandemic, and one of them was we had a lag time, so we were able to see what it was doing to the rest of the world. Oh, I see, that makes sense. And it wasn't a large lag time, we still had to make very quick decisions, but our view was that whilst we didn't have a vaccine, and the only way to protect ourselves and one another was to use lockdowns. We decided that we would try and um, eliminate, just get rid of COVID. And so that's what we did. So when you closed the borders, yeah. how long altogether were they closed to uh, So for the, us? we briefly, so for the entirety of the, of the pandemic, so we had a brief- Two and a uh, half years Yeah, about, we had a brief period. People could come and go, New Zealanders could come and go and use quarantine. We had a brief opening with Australia, but otherwise this is the first time that we are welcoming uh, everybody back. So you briefly opened and then had to close again for Australia, We did, right? we did. Um, wow. it, it got a little complicated there. But sure. now, 
this is it. We're open and everyone's back. How long did you think it was going to be? Did you... Because when you make that call, that's not an easy call for the New Zealand oh. government to make. You know, we're going to absolutely shut down yeah. how, uh, our borders. How long did you imagine that was going to be? Initially, it was country by country. As the outbreak was spreading around the world, we, we were progressively saying, well, it's here now, so we'll shut off to there and there. And then, eventually, we said, look, look at what we're seeing overseas. We just couldn't stand the idea of our population being devastated when we can do something about it. Uh, did we think it would be that long? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But we knew the magnitude. I remember that meeting as we sat around and made those decisions. They were huge. Um, I felt really emotional after them because I knew the impact it would have. Mm -hmm. But it was the right thing to do. It saved so many lives. We have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, everybody. <laughs> John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. I just got to show this real, real quick. You, it turns out, at the end of every day, you, you get a big briefcase. Why? You come home with that. What's it's that? It's just, it's the work I need to do overnight. You get a big uh, briefcase That's of documents. Right. And your daughter, Neve... She's getting jealous. So, the, the, this is how great and how friendly these people are. The New Zealand government put together a briefcase for Neve to have at the end of the day, <laughs> too. Isn't that lovely? Uh, it's, she, uh, she calls it her, her busy work. Yes. And uh, if I come home without it, she's bitterly disappointed. But sure. when I do come home with it, she goes, oh. <laughs> uh, her work is never done. More homework, so... <laughs> Let me ask you about parliamentary democracy here. Because mm. it looks like you guys are doing a pretty good job. When you... Do, tell me how it works. So you basically would be like... Tell me if I got this wrong. Like, it would be like if a member of our Congress... Um, uh, if, if one party controls the Congress, the leader of that party ends up being the prime minister. Correct. Like, as, Correct. If, as if the Speaker of the House became Whoever president, Whoever is able say. to form government mm -hmm. and the leader of that majority party, mm -hmm. uh, of that major party, form, becomes the prime minister. Now, do you watch how our government works? Yes. Okay. Do you have any thoughts? Does, do, do you understand how our, our, our government works? I believe so. <laughs> Could you explain that to I me? would... I would... I would... <laughs> It, it tends to be a, a policy of, of uh, countries like mine to stay out of other countries' politics. <laughs> it's not a policy of ours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like to finger around in there, get, get in there. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. Um, despite being a world away from Ukraine, New Zealand has sent uh, money, equipment, and training hmm. to Ukraine's army. Yeah. What message do you and your country want to send about New Zealand's role in the world? You know, I had a, a conversation, this is a good few weeks ago now, with the Prime Minister of Ukraine, and I remember saying to him, I mean, any contribution in, at this time, particularly when you're a country of five million people, it feels so dwarfed by the magnitude of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to him, look, uh, we're so small, but here are the things that we can do, and this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, 
it's not about small and it's not about big. It's those who react and those who don't. And you have reacted. And he, it, that just says it all. It's not about size. It's about values. And in these moments, standing together, regardless of whether you're on the other side of the world or not, and showing that this is not a conflict that we're going to let happen in the shadows. We will speak up. We will speak against it and stand together until it, until it ends. We have to take a little bit of a break, but when we come back, I will ask the Prime Minister about her upcoming nuptials. Stick around. Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we want to tell you about Calm the F*** Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between five and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how five to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcasts app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Oh, hey, everybody. We're back here with Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. We're just chatting. We're just talking. New Zealand's not just opening tourism. It's also, this trip over here is also about trade. Yes. And I'm just curious, what is, what is the major, what are the, what's the major export for New Zealand? What do, you, what do we buy from of you? Of course, we are very well known for our high-quality food and beverage products. Sure. So everyone knows, I hope, um, mm -hmm. our high-quality dairy, um, beef, uh, I actually have an entire esky of beef with me for you as a, as a gift. Um, an entire what? A, a chili bin. A chi These what, are not what, words you use. What what did you call it? An like, esky? A, like a, I thought that was the American word for it. What, like an esky, a chili bin? We call it a chili bin. A, a cooler. A cooler. I, like I mean, chili bin. It I sounds mean, like it's a pot of chili to me, though. I, the chili bin. I really feel like the New Zealand word chili bin, it, it says what it is on the label. It's a, it's sure. a cold bin. Yes. Um, I've got a cold bin of, of beef for you. Thank you. <laughs> no, no leader of a country has ever said that to me before. Um, it, uh, is, it is carbon neutral beef um, because a big part of uh, what New Zealand is promoting to the world is we want people to feel good about buying our products. And mm -hmm. so, uh, we need our values to be embedded in them. And so our values around climate change, sustainability, animal welfare, it's all there in, in what we do now. Now, when I was down there in 2019, you and uh, your fiancé, Clark, mm. had just recently become engaged. Mm. and But you still, because of COVID, still have not been able to get married yet. Is this true? That is, that is correct. Okay. We've had a number of postponements. Postponements. And I have not been down there to 
will officiate, officiate as I offered. <laughs> and that Clark, you said would be fine, and Clark said, we'll talk about well, it. Well, actually, we, we talked about it. Yes. And, um, I, I mean, it's, a, it's not a very professional invitation. Um, <laughs> I tore it out of an in-flight magazine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says, dear Stephen and Evelyn, please join us for our wedding. Date TBC. <laughs> To be confirmed? Correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, but sometime after oh. nonstop flights from New York to Auckland starting 17th, September 17th, 2022. Okay. Yep. Please, no gifts. Clark's. Uh... Clark's still a bit funny about the engagement present you Clark's gave us. Clark's still a bit funny about the engagement present. What did I give you? You gave us matching Mr. and Mrs. glasses. Oh, that's right. I gave you the cocktail glasses, yeah. Which had my full title on, on it. the... And... <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Prime Minister of New Zealand and Mr. <laughs> I accept, on behalf of both of us. Oh. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st.